Hi, everyone. Welcome to episode three of the House of Armani. Today, I have Nick Dundas with me. He's a member of Parlor Tricks Comedy. You guys will get to meet him here in just a second. Still learning about how to podcast. This is a Parlor Tricks production. So this is a podcast created by Parlor Tricks with Parlor Tricks Comedy. Uh, give us a follow at Parlor Tricks Comedy. Today's episode is, like I said, featuring Nick Dundas. And we're talking about body shame and just bodies in general. It is such a weird topic to me that that's something that I still think about as an adult because growing up as a kid like that was just so the forefront of my mind is like what does my body look like and like how can I make it better and I think even now as an adult I am still constantly thinking about it especially in the gay community where body positivity is not talked about enough and just being okay with your body is something that you have to work on so much by yourself and like the gay community especially is just so body oriented and like they're so quick to judge and it just it sucks it totally sucks that like that's something that I have to deal with and that so many other gay men have to deal with but it is something that's always on my mind and something that I like to talk about and think about so I'm happy that we got to talk about it today a little bit about what's going on in my life right now. Parlor Tricks Comedy is doing a show on the last Saturday of August over at Jai Tai in Capitol Hill. Uh, more details about that to come. We also have a show happening next month at the Arc Lodge on September 17th. And tomorrow, if you're listening to this on Wednesday, Thursday the 19th, if you are in town and listening and want to go check out the roast battle that Parlor Tricks is putting on in Market Theater and Pike's Place Market, come by, come check it out. We still have tickets available and we would love to see you guys. We have so many cool comedians on there who are just going to spend an hour talking shit to each other's faces. And that is one of my favorite things. I love it. But yeah, without any further ado, let's get going on the episode. And we're recording now. So today... Boo! What? No one likes the boos. I mean, everyone... I like booing other people. Have personally. you ever been booed on stage? No. No Have one's you? ever... No. I've had people groan a lot. I've had people groan at me too. When I did the roast show with Alexa, someone groaned at me because I called her fat. Ooh, okay. I didn't call her fat. What I said was, is she she had a joke about... Oh, she's like the real Slim Shady. And I was like, I think it's so brave that she called herself Slim. And, <laughs> That's a good one. And someone, the whole audience groaned and some woman was like, she's beautiful. And you could still like, be oh overweight and beautiful. Yeah. It? I was like, but no one knew that we were like friends, I think. Yeah. People were just like, oh, this this gay little asshole. She sent me the roast footage of you guys by mistake and not ours when she meant to. And that was fun to watch, too. Did you like it? Of course I, I did. I felt like I was... everyone liked both of us a yeah, lot. Yeah, I was impressed. Yeah, but she definitely was like the audience favorite, like all mm-hmm. night. Shout out Alexa Stanton comedy. Shout out Alexa Stanton comedy. Nick, say something else. Well, I'm happy to be here, Richie, in your room. It is really well lit in here. Everything's organized, clearly. Um... I can tell you have your life together. You're wearing a full suit and tie. He really cares about his guests, the podcast, all things comedy, really. Like, he is willing to 
sacrifice any time in his life if it means doing a mic in front of people, which always impressive. That's the last thing that wasn't sarcastic, actually. So that is true. I will sacrifice anything. So I don't it's, care. Two, it's two lies and a truth. That's what I just did. But you gave away the truth. Yeah, I okay. want people to know. Okay, let's get this going. So today I have my good friend Nick Dundas from Parlor Tricks Comedy and just like my friend in life let's go. Um, on the House of Armani with me. And we're going to be talking about the subject of eating disorders and body shame and body dysmorphia and just bodies in general. Mm-hmm. When I get people on, I let them pick the topic that they want to talk about. But uh, we'll ask Nick more about that in a second. Nick, do you want to introduce yourself to all of my listeners? Hey, everyone. I'm so excited to be here. My name is Nick Dundas, as Richie said it so eloquently. I uh, help run Parlor Tricks with me and some other comics. And uh, it's just nice to be here doing not just stand-up, but podcasts with the one and the only Richie Armani. I am the one and the only. Thank you for recognizing. So I have a list of topics that I always like send out to the people that I have on the show. But you picked eating disorders and body shame. And why did you pick that topic? You know, I was really drunk and I was eating a lot at midnight. And I was like, you know what? This might get me back into shape. No, just kidding. (laughs) I actually had something that maybe I didn't struggle with, but I definitely had to experience like the overthinking of the way my body looks growing up, maybe like many people. And I thought it was such a cool thing that I never talk about, but I've lived through, if that makes sense. Yeah. This, I this mean, would be a good ex- experience to explore that, you know? I was actually like really shocked that that was the topic that you picked because Definitely. I never pegged you to be someone who worried about that. Oh, for sure. Because I talk about it all the time uh-huh. and... I just feel like it's always me who's talking about it in the parlor tricks group and no one else has any issues or at least nothing that they express about it. So like you feel like that that's something that's impacted you like definitely. So if I take it back when it, when the time in everyone's life where it all starts getting wacky is in middle school because everyone's (laughs) going through those changes, those puberty changes. Mm -hmm. So I remember being in the locker room. Not only was I young for my grade, let's say in sixth, seventh grade, but I was also a late bloomer. Like I didn't finish my growth spurts to like parts of college even. So like everyone around me had hair. Everyone around me was bigger with a deep voice and I was still a pipsqueak. So I like internalized that. Like I always thought of myself as the smaller guy. Even when I got older and bigger and stronger, I would look at people from afar that were like five nine be like damn that guy is big and people would be like yo man you've got like four or five inches on that you're you're much bigger than him and i always thought that way so it would go first like size body Mm -hmm. and then with time i also felt that way about my looks just like skin tone in general everything like i would just not even overthink i would just always think lesser of myself if that makes sense you're like what six one just six feet you're just six feet. i'm not that tall okay i saw pictures of nick when he was in college and nick was actually really hot um thank you still is his girlfriend is sitting right next to me. <laughs> she wouldn't agree. I feel like so <laughs> after I'm more of a I'm more of a cute, less of a hot. I'm more of a bearable, less of an attractive, you know? I think he's being modest. Um <laughs> so okay, so when you were growing up, yeah, you had this and then like when did you start filling out then and when did you start feeling more comfortable with yourself and your body well so or is that still an ongoing thing no well so it's sometimes it comes back it depends so growing up feeling like a pipsqueak there around that same time my dad was dating someone long term and they had a daughter who was four or five years older than me so when i was in middle school they were in high school this was the first time i had someone in my life who i could look up to who was close to me essentially a sister of mine Mm -hmm. and they were just like any teenage girl 
And I didn't have, I literally didn't have many friends. So I was just like, I'm going to do whatever they do. And that's going to be the coolest thing ever. So I'm going to like, like rank all the hot guys in good Charlotte. And that's a normal thing to do. That's the coolest thing I could be doing right now. (laughs) I'm going to like, I'm going to not throw up, but spit up half the food I eat because I don't want to get fat. So I remember her being obsessed with as a teenage girl, which I'm not saying that's the right thing. It just makes sense for the demographic, like I'd like a high schooler to be worried about those things. Mm-hmm. So as a middle schooler, I ended up worrying about those things where like I didn't want to gain any weight. So from the years from like 10 to 12, I didn't gain any weight. I actually lost weight in those pivotal like growth years. Just strange. Like the doctor was like, this is not healthy at all because I would eat dinner and then go for a run. Like I would sprint around the house like 10, 20, 30 times because I was like, I don't want any of this still in my body like I would refuse to drink soda like fast food was never on the table for me specifically like I chose not to like even if my parents had to on a quick run or whatever I'd be like I don't want any of that I'd rather not eat than that so like that was in my mind like into middle school thinking like oh this is going to make me a cooler but also more attractive Mm -hmm. the girls will love this that was kind of what like was my mindset and even into high school I was still a skinny dude like I was still very small so it wasn't until I got to college that I started growing more and like beefing up. Okay. It's, it's so funny because like I also, middle school is when it happened for me too. When yeah. I was oh, like, yeah. when it was like, oh, like there's something wrong with me. I think that's when like you start receiving those messages mm-hmm. of like, this is what your body should start to look like. Middle school is such a terrible time. People get tribal. People start forming groups. That's what happens. Like they get really defensive and then you get, you just feel the need to as well just to fit in. Mm-hmm. I remember kids called me fat to my face and that was like so weird looking back at it. Like, and it's probably more damaging, honestly. Like I grew mm-hmm. up thinking I was like really chubby and like mm-hmm. it didn't, it wasn't just at school. It would happen like, at home with like family too like because in filipino culture like they'll just tell you to your face yeah and but i lived here in america obviously where like being skinny especially in the early 2000s was such a thing dude i was watching this movie it had been stiller and there was this friend of a friend's wife and then she was like it was 2007 even and she's like looking at her butt and she's like i hope it doesn't look too big like i always want the skinny butt she said that like that's just a fashion forward a la mode thing in 2007 even which is so weird because like that wasn't that was only like what 13 14 years ago now and so much has changed about it but it was just so toxic growing up back then i remember i remember that jessica simpson article where like they were like she gained weight she was like a size four or something like something super normal but yeah middle school super fun have you heard what uh i can't talk uh did you hear that joke i had about my body your choice no (laughs) i have a new joke where i talk about how i've always been self-conscious about my body and i say like because you know i went to middle school Mm. but i just people are supposed to laugh they did okay they didn't laugh at that but i just thought about that when you mentioned middle school being self-conscious about that growing up like have you ever done anything questionable that to meet your body standards i guess you kind of talked about that a little just like running constantly so i wouldn't gain weight I just remember being in middle, like that was the only reason I, I didn't do it to be faster. I didn't do it to be more athletic. I did it so I wouldn't have any fat on my body. And I'm 11, so I have so much baby fat still. It's normal. Like, mm-hmm. so no matter how skinny I got, I wasn't like all skin and bones. And I felt like that was a problem because I would look at kids who were, it's just everyone, body, everybody's body's different. So mm-hmm. I would look at kids who were just were like just a six pack and they're 12, but that's just how their body worked at the time. And I, I was like, why don't friends. I have that? Like, exactly. Mm-hmm. Or then there's these bigger kids who went through puberty. And like, yeah, they might be chubbier, but they're stronger. So I just felt like 
oh yeah i just did not feel like i belonged in that sense at all i felt like yeah i felt like the ugly duckling because one mm-hmm. of my friends was that guy who just like had like a natural six-pack and then there was like another guy that i knew who was like just fucking jacked for yeah. like 13 yeah. it was like the weirdest thing i'd ever seen like looking back at that i did a lot of questionable things from teenager all the way up to my 20s where I think looking back at it I think I was starving myself but I just told people I was dieting Um, I don't think I realized I was I didn't realize I was starving myself but like looking back at it I was definitely starving myself and that was all from I had just been rejected by someone and so I was like okay I'm gonna lose weight and my theory was that if I just like drank coffee for breakfast and then like would eat like an apple or something for lunch and then I would just eat like a really small dinner. I was like, and just I'm, go to the club at midnight. Yeah. I was like, I'm dieting. Like that's, this is a diet. That's that very was, Euro diet of you. Yeah. It, that was bad. I shouldn't have done that. There's the Greek diet. Then there's the Czech diet that you went on. Like the very much the Prague diet. Is, is that what they do? That's probably what they do. I'm just Eastern European clubbing scene. It's just, it sounded like that was your life. That key. definitely was. I was going out all the time too. Yeah. So I was like Sweating basically starving myself. And then I was like drinking a lot of tequila at night yeah. because that just was my alcohol yourself. choice. Yeah. And I don't think I was doing that much cocaine back then, but mm-hmm. that probably helped with the dieting if I was. I would think so. And then like in high school, I was a wrestler and I would run with garbage bags on my body Mm. to drop weight and there were times that my coach wrestling is so toxic for body standards like it is so insane and like I didn't lift weights super hard I was more focused on like losing fat yeah but I used to run with a garbage bag over my body and then I would wear a sweater and a jacket and I would run and then I was also like spitting all the time like I would chew on Starburst but I wouldn't swallow them I would just spit Ooh, um, to lose I definitely weight. did that. I would just try things and never swallow. Yeah. Because yeah. I was like, I'm never going to throw. I don't, I hated throwing up enough to be like, I'm not bulimic. That's right. never going to happen. But yeah, I remember tasting things and being like, Mm-mm. like sometimes, oh, you know what's funny? Sometimes I was close. You'd like get down the uvula a little. And you're like, oh, yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. Can't I, have this English muffin. So there was like that. And then I feel like I did something else that was like kind of questionable. Oh, my coaches in high school told us to not eat during the day before weigh-in and they would give us a bag we would check in in the morning uh in pe and like get a bag of honey and they were like this is your meal for the day and then they would have us play sports at night like what the hell was that that was insane that's really where i probably got the idea it was okay to starve myself because i was eating literally a bag of honey for a whole day on game days, which I've, is so toxic. I remember visiting uh, friends in Tacoma when I was 11. So I was living in Massachusetts, but we went out here for a week to visit. And they were on a football team. And weirdly, in middle school, you still – they would do teams by weight or something. It wasn't just age. Like, there was definitely, like, a like a 20-pound, like, limit or some shit. This guy was eating ice because he was a little too heavy for, like, three days. Like, that's all he ate maybe one meal like and this is for football his dad was the coach i was like damn that is same thing i just think that's that's a bottoms diet that's a bottoms diet yeah Yeah. like on days that i have to bottom i just eat ice that's Um. what we put in the sink and then grind (laughs) it up so that it doesn't smell as bad so that i think that makes sense that's actually how we do it too we just put ice in our buttholes and Mm -hmm. then we grind it up and so it doesn't stink yeah okay so do you feel secure about your body now as an adult i definitely do but there's definitely waves of like, oh, I don't like the way I look. But I don't see a problem with that because I don't do anything dramatic to hurt myself in a health sense to change that. You know, I just do what I think is right to benefit myself in the long run. So like I'd mentioned like once I got to college is when I gained weight. So 
part of it was because I hit a growth spurt. Like I was like 5'9", five, 5'10", five, 140 pounds. And then my freshman year, I gained 50 pounds and I gained two, three inches or something like that. Of muscle or? Uh, mostly muscle, yeah. So I was like at the gym just working out a lot. And it wasn't like an obsessive like I need to be the biggest guy ever. It was more like I have so much free time because I chose the easiest major. <laughs> and I have like eight hours a day. And I was just like, oh, the gym sounds fun. I would just look at big guys and just be like, oh, I'm going to do what they do. And I had friends that helped me out. And then I ended up doing a sports team that kind of needed me to be big. I was on the water polo club team, co-ed, nothing fancy. But they needed you to work out like three hours a day. And I was like, this is great. This is where I can get all my energy. And that's where I started gaining this weight in a healthy way. It was all just like mm-hmm. I'm eating just really healthy food. I'm running every day. I'm swimming every day. And that was just like a good way to just like forget about like what my body looked like and focus more on what can I do with my body? What is what is like how capable am I of being able to swim as fast as I can? So I think having those goals was what really helped as opposed to like I want to look this way. I could just dress however I want. That might help. But I really want to be able to swim faster than this guy to my right. And worrying about the fat I have here is less important than worrying about the times I need to get to. Does that make sense? Yeah. So sports, I know, like can go hand in hand with that body dysmorphia. But I think it helped me because it was like the first time I was in a competitive team I cared about. And so I cared more about like the group outcome than I did about my health. That's not to say, though, as a 19-year-old that I didn't care about, you know, yeah, I wanted a six-pack or whatever to impress ladies. I still want a six-pack to impress the ladies. <laughs> and it's funny because I keep thinking 19 was only like three years ago, but it was seven, six, eight years ago. So Yeah, we're getting old. And it's funny because that was probably like the best shape of my life. And it's like I find myself living in the yearbook where I'm like, yeah, I used to be able to do that just, yeah, oh my God, almost a decade ago. Jesus, okay. So part of me, that's where I get the little bit of like, oh, damn, I did not maintain it. But I don't mind because my goals are now not necessarily related to looking the best me. It's about being, in this case, the funniest guy or just having enough money to live. So I do not care necessarily about having a six pack. I just care that I'm not going to die at 60 because I'm either overweight or didn't eat enough, if that makes sense. There is definitely a shift in priorities. I When I got sober, I told myself that I was going to be, if I was going to be sober, I was going to be hot. Mm-hmm. Like, And I wanted to mm-hmm. see my abs and I got really, really close. I saw four of them. Hell yeah. And I missed. I miss them so much because I lost them during the pandemic more. So during the pandemic, for the most part, I didn't drink. So there was like one beginning of January we did on a trip. And then I didn't until Christmas time in December. And the absence of liquor, oh my God, helped tenfold with like any type of like bloatiness that I felt. I was just more awake. I didn't find myself spending that money. But also like you have a few beers the next day. You're just like, Oh, I feel like this is, this was heavy. It's kind of like having some bread. So I felt good. I just was easier to work out for sure. It's funny. Cause like, I don't even notice the, like the difference anymore. Like when I first got sober, I remember being like, why, why don't I feel like anything has changed? I didn't Mm -hmm. feel like anything had like really changed for me because I, I don't know why I, I felt like I was supposed to like be have more energy and be more like out there and like doing more things, but that never really happened to me. Really? Yeah, which is so weird because everyone I know. Help. <laughs> I was my nicotine and caffeine in, uh, intake did go up so much, yeah. but I mean like that's just science though. Like when you cut something out, your body picks up something else. It was like nicotine, caffeine, and sex. Like all of that went like through the roof mm. after I got sober. Mm. New vices, new fun things. (laughs) Do you have any jokes about weight loss or weight gain or your body or anything? So it's is that a subject you want to talk about? I regret it. I like learn about 
I definitely, when I started comedy, would like punch down and like make fun of people in my life when I shouldn't have because there'd be a funny story here about my dad or even my girlfriend, and I'd be like, oh, I gotta say this, and then against their, they wouldn't appreciate it, and then with time, I'd be like, damn, okay, definitely was not necessary. <laughs> Half the time, it's groans, and I was like, oh. They're not booing, so this is good. I'll work with this. Like <laughs> They're not booing. Yeah, so that's how early on that was. And I had a joke about, again, I, that's the thing is I it was a joke because I didn't believe it. Like I would say like my dad was fat and like I would say that, and I would say a joke about him putting butter in his oatmeal. Like, And then the punchline doesn't even matter, but it was just like making fun of the types of foods he ate, like what he made fat. I was like, damn, like it's like putting butter on a chocolate bar. Like there was no point to any of that. So I would like ridicule that. But just the idea that, the setup is my dad is fat. It's like, he doesn't want to hear that. He doesn't want people to think that even though no one knows who he is. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I try really hard not to talk about other people in my sets for that reason. Cause I don't want anyone to feel bad, but yeah, exactly. Yeah. So that's something I've learned pretty quickly like mm-hmm. to not do, but I don't know that I've had anything that I don't speak on like, like my weight by any means. I speak on how white I am just because it's often what people like to make fun of. I've sometimes like when we're doing roast, I'll talk about my nose, which is funny. I think I'm in many senses, like I'm very comfortable with myself, even at a young, even though at a young age, I wasn't comfortable with my body right mm-hmm. now. I feel like so comfortable. Like I almost invite people to like talk shit because I kind of like doing it to others. So it's mm-hmm. like do to others. Right. So like sometimes people don't say anything, even though they think it like, let's say about my nose, it's a little bigger. And then when I say it, I'm like, yeah, I like my big nose. And they're like, yeah, you do have a fucking big nose. So then they start getting into it. Once I, I open the floodgates, I'm like, yeah, dude, I don't give a shit. Like, let's talk about it. Like, it's funny. So it's never even a, like, it's never making me feel bad if that's what you're asking. Like, but on stage, like I'll, I'll like be self-deprecating in any sense of the word. But it's usually because I'm dorky. It's less to do with like the way I look. Okay, I but just, those go hand in hand, you know. I yeah, they do. I was mostly just curious because like I'm trying to construct w- jokes around my weight loss. I used to have some that I mm-hmm. used before COVID started, and I just never really got to expand them. But I'm trying to bring them back. I think it's hard though right now because like a lot of people tell me I look skinny, but I don't necessarily feel skinny. Mm-hmm. So it does feel weird to me to talk about my weight on stage when, because I used to be like 50 pounds heavier. So I think it's people sometimes like feel like it's silly. I don't know. Dude, well, it's funny. Like I say I'm confident with my body and feel great even now, but I I probably 90% of the time I'm walking around, my stomach is sucked in a little. And I do, every time I eat something like that makes me feel really fatty, I play with my like chin and I try to pull it back. Even just like I'm not even paying attention. I'm just do you like, do that cheek sucking thing? Like- I don't do the cheek sucking thing because I've seen enough pictures of me doing it when I'm drunk and I want to throw up and destroy the computer that holds the... There's someone laughing in the corner right now because they can attest to this. Like I'm trying to look cool. And so I suck in the cheek for a half second. I look at every... I'm like, I need to throw this phone in the river and I need to... I just... Yeah, I so, so self-conscious about that. <laughs> no, it's okay because I do it sometimes too where I'll try and make my jawline more yeah. distinguished yeah. in pictures because I just want to look hotter. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I'm stupid. So I was just curious if you do that too. So you feel pretty comfortable. Do you feel like there's an ideal body for you right? that you would want right now? Me? Or are you just like good with where you well, are? Well, it's like when you look back at what I could do, like the amount of like let's say pull-ups or what I could squat and stuff, it's like, oh damn, I'm not even close to that anymore. 
So it'd be nice to get back to that point. And often what happens is your body just changes because of that. So it's less like, I guess like I used to be able to fill in a large shirt pretty nice. So that's always a good feeling, but I'm, I'm a little more indifferent about it. So I think an ideal body type would be like, oh, my friends want to go play basketball. I'm not going to get gassed after the first half. I'm going to be able to play just as hard as them the whole time. If they want to go for a run and they want to go to, for a swim, I'm not painting by any means. I can just hang out anytime someone wants to do something athletic. I wish I could say that I was like athletic right now still, but I can't. I, <laughs> and that's the thing. I'm not that much. Maybe some people would think I am. Whatever standard I have is different for everyone else. But I guess I have actually have a question for you. Like the idea of like the way you feel about your body at a young age, especially when you're also like feeling more romantic feelings towards other people. Did you feel like that? maybe dissipated more when people were giving you physical contact and love and whatever? Like, Mm. do you feel less like when there was someone who wanted to kiss you and said they thought you were attractive? Mm. No, honestly, I think, yeah, I think that like my body issues are so deep rooted in me that like, Mm -hmm. even when I was receiving like external validation, I still didn't feel good about my body. I think even like to this day, like I have a lot more moments where I don't feel good about my body than I do feel good about my body. And like, yeah, I think that that's just something that I need to work on. I mean, like there was definitely a phase in my life where I was like constantly taking pictures of myself naked and then like posting them on things because I was like, I don't care. But like deep down, I did care. And but I was trying to exude that that I didn't care because I figured if I believed that enough that it would just become true. And sometimes it was true and then other times it wasn't. But the long-winded answer, I get, or the, like the, sh- the short answer to your question is no, not always. There were definitely some guys I felt way more comfortable being mm-hmm, naked mm-hmm, around mm-hmm. and like being like in my own skin around. But there are still times where like I don't feel comfortable with a partner or someone who wants me physically even though they're like, you're so hot or yeah, whatever, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. like, and you're like, Oh, I don't feel that right now. I don't so. feel that way. Especially like right now in this point of my life where I feel like I don't have time to work out. I don't have time to exercise. Mm-hmm. I don't feel like I'm my best self. I don't feel that, which is insane. Actually, now that I say it out loud, because like, I'm still pretty attractive. You're like, I, think. I get fucking dicks. So it's not even. A- and that too. I've been stacking them up yeah. all summer. What's your number right now? Do you mind saying? <laughs> uh, well, um, at a later date, we'll talk about it. I will just say that my number right now is for to- the summer is more than 20, but less than 32. Okay. That's yeah. awesome. So it's been a You're good summer. You're getting close to your goal. Which is exciting. Yeah, I don't think I've mentioned that on the podcast yet, but I jokingly said that I was going to see 50 dicks this summer. I'm sorry, mom and dad. <laughs> and we are getting there. We're getting there. I hope that. I hope that. Oh, and I just got my STI results. You guys, I have no, I have no STIs. Oh, perfect. I shared so many drinks with you. This is exciting. And we've kissed on the lips so many times. I asked you that question because I definitely even so when i'm in college and single and there's just women everywhere like the whole time i don't i feel the same way you did like where i don't think of myself as an attractive strong athletic person at all like Mm -hmm. the whole time i think i'm just like this twerpy dude no one cares about and i had to have like so many of my friends physically push me like dude you don't if you say one word to this person 
they will hang out with you. You just, all you have to say is something stupid. You look the way you do. And I was like, I don't know what that means. Just go up to them and say hi. It's less of a, I'm nervous to be around girls. It's more of a, why would that person want to talk to me? And they're like, to you, they'd be like, they're just being nice, but they're like, they'd be lucky to talk to you. Like, just go. So there was that. And then there'd be plenty of women and just me and them, like I'm hanging out. And like, I don't think to make any moves because I'm like, they don't, they're not into this. And they're like, I'm here because I'm into this. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, so I just, for a lot of that, like just like four years of undergrad, I just did not think of myself as like a ladies man, like a, like someone who's in shape, anything, even though I essentially was, like I just, I was like, I you w- had the body to be. Yes. Yeah. But not the mindset at all. I was not into like, I don't know. I just didn't think of myself that way. And that's, it kind of relates to like growing up, like not thinking, like not realizing I was as tall as I was. This, I still do it. Sometimes I think Rihanna is almost my height, even though my girlfriend, she's five, six, you know, I was just about to ask, I think I'm taller than her. Yeah, I am. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. That kind of leads me into like the next thing I wanted to ask is, do you think that people perceive you differently because of like how you look? Looking oh, yeah, back definitely. at like all of the ages that you've had and like all of the body types you've had, do you feel like the people's perception of you has changed based on your body type? Yeah, I mean, I definitely fluctuate in weight and size a lot. Some of that, well, I won't say that, but I definitely like the people will comment on it. Like people like don't see me for a summer and then I come back and I'm more muscular or way skinnier. They'll be like, damn, man, you lost weight or damn, man. It's if you lost weight in, in my experience lately, it's been like that's a negative thing. Like, mm-hmm. damn, man, you look scrawny or like. If it's me gaining weight when I'm younger because of muscle, they're like, damn, man, like you put on some pounds, like looking muscular. Like, so I don't really take that. I what? Maybe I do. I used to kind of, I, I, I think because I was younger, I was gaining the weight, so I didn't care. But like if people comment on how skinny I am, then I'm like, damn, man, like it's never, essentially it's never enough on either end. Does mm-hmm. that make sense? So yeah. no matter what size or shape I am, because <laughs> As I've said, I've fluctuated a lot in the past couple decades. Mm-hmm. Um, it's always makes me feel like I could be doing something else to look the opposite or something like that. I feel that. The only reason I ask is just because, like, I always wonder what that question looks like for straight people. Because, like, in the gay community, we are so immediately judged based on our body and yeah. our ethnicity mm-hmm. that, like, I always wonder if it's... If I looked differently, would I be treated differently? Which I know the answer is yes, I would be. But like, I always just wonder if straight people feel like that is something that they have to deal with too. Well, I, I've always put off the young Republican frat guy vibe my whole life because I grew up in that. I have never thought about you that way. Well, you've only known me through comedy. So you, you see me on stage and I'm a lot different. So a lot of people... Well, I say always, but I've essentially given off that vibe and had people tell me and then they get to know me and they're like, oh, you're not that at all. Like you're very different. But mm-hmm. I look like so many just plain white guys if we're talking about just race and just like just, just the outfits we wear. So that's half of it. But I don't know how many people have like, I guess I don't think about like if people look at me and they they see like a skinny guy, they're just like, they think different at living me because I'm on stage trying to be goofy at this point Mm -hmm. i'm trying to be really funny so i if anything i lean into anything that's abnormal i lean into anything that's not perfect because that doesn't always translate well on stage if you're like the most handsome in shape guy it's like it's i think in my mind a little harder to be funny because it's harder to relate to a crowd of everybody do you really think that because i think that when you're more attractive it's easier to get the audience on your side i think maybe in i guess as social media is like making more of an impact on stand-up comedy and is important to put out those clips and if you want to be a movie star of any sort, yeah, being attractive fucking helps. 
But I guess what I care about right now is getting a group of 40 strangers in a room to laugh. And if I can talk about all my faults, that's usually the easiest thing for me to get a laugh is be self-deprecating because I've just always tried to do, even in a conversation, I kind of like to be my own punching bag. I invite it. And so it's just, it's it's just, I think it's funnier that way. And then it doesn't offend anyone because it's me. Yeah. Okay. That's real. I think we're about winding down. My last question is going to (laughs) be... My last question that I always like to ask is, do you have any advice for anyone listening about the subject of your body and eating healthy or eating disorders, body dysmorphia? What advice would you give someone who might be thinking about what we're talking about? Well, it's really tough because you get in your head and a lot of it has to do with the environment you're in. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you think about what's healthy, period, it rarely relates to what you look like. And it almost always relates to like how and what you're consuming. So... I mean, I'm trying to be, I'm trying to have a positive spin on all this. <laughs> I want to think about it. Brand what what a what a great podcast response. What a great lively <laughs> I'm not stalling at all right now. <laughs> this is such an engaging conversation that I was stumped on even a basic question of advice to give to people who are cons- I mean, I think everyone knows too that you're not like a health and diet expert. This is just the advice of one man, right? <laughs> Yeah, I was a public health major, so I'm the closest to Just kidding. I totally forgot about that. It's just, you know, it's funny. I'm like overwhelmed with the like, things I could go to, the different tangents of like types of food you should be eating, things you should be doing regularly. But just be healthy is the response that my, my girlfriend slash market team slash uh, agent is telling me I should be saying. I would, I don't know. I feel like, oh, everything you're thinking of in the moment is very short lived in the long term. So like, and it's almost trendy. So we were just talking about in 07, everyone wanted a skinny butt, but now everyone wants a big butt. Everyone wants tan skin, but before it was pale skin. It's like every five, 10 years, someone tries to sell you on something else, but it's going to go away. It's just it, whatever you're thinking of and whatever, especially in middle school and high school, whatever like you feel about your body, it's like you'll be surprised in 10 years how few people care about that moment, how few people care about that look because it's just going to be different. Mm-hmm. And so... That, even though that might not, like, always apply to everyone, I think that's just helpful to think about. Like, oh, like, this is just one moment of a million I'm hoping to have, and I shouldn't let it, like, change and dictate my life, if that makes sense. That's good advice. I like that. Okay, so, Nick, where can people find you? Uh, I'm on Instagram, Dick Nundas, D-I-C-N-U-N-D-A-S. That is my comedy handle. Um, I'm also with the Parlatrix crew and we're posting weekly, daily about different shows that we have, different videos that we're posting. we got big things coming in the works. Seattle Comedy does not know what's going to happen with this amazing group that's going to change the game forever. And that's Parlatrix Comedy. You can find us on Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, Reddit, Pornhub at this point. Um, and we that's should not make a, a Pornhub. We do already. So Do we have a Pornhub for real? We haven't uploaded anything, but we've got it. We were approved. I thought that was strange. I thought it was going to be a more intense vetting process, but we haven't. I have some sex tapes. Should I put that out? That, if you make it funny, I would be into it. We could add some funny noises in the background or some cool visual effects. I don't know if any of my sex tapes are funny. In a world. <laughs> and then it's just you. Okay. Well, yeah. maybe we'll see what happens in the future. And then, Nick, is there anything that you are going to be on anytime soon that you want me to plug? This is going to be out on the twenty or the next Wednesday, next one in a week next wednesday in a week so the 18th yes so on the 19th tomorrow if you're mm-hmm. listening on wednesday we have the first parlor tricks roast battle and it's at the historic market theater 
at Pike Place right by the gum wall. My God, this is going to be a 200-person venue with some of the funniest, raunchiest, meanest comics in the city, and you're not going to want to miss that. Please get your tickets through Unexpected Productions or on our Parlatrix page. This is going to be the best thing you've ever spent $20 on. I promise you. And we have a good lineup for this, too. We have a lot of our funny, funny, funny friends on there. So please come join us. Mm -hmm. Anyways, thank you so much, Nick, for coming over and sitting in my hot apartment to do this. Of course. It is 90, but that is, you know, fine with me. My balls are separated right now. So. (laughs) Okay. Bye, everyone. Bye. That was Body Shame with Nick Dundas. I'm so happy we got to talk about it. I'm actually really happy, too, that, like, it was Nick on the podcast with me talking about that. That is a subject I wouldn't have expected um, a lot of people to want to talk about, and I'm glad that Nick was able to share a lot of his, you know, personal feelings around body shame. It's nice to hear different perspectives from everyone when it comes to different subjects like that. If you have any feedback about today's podcast or anything at all that you'd like want to see or hear from me, let me know. I am super happy to answer all of your questions and I'm super happy that you guys are here listening. I think I know what I need for this podcast, by the way, if anyone has made it this far. I think I need a special intro jingle, like something unique to my podcast. I'm talking to a friend of mine in Portland who's a saxophonist about doing a jingle but if anyone listening knows someone who does music or wants to help with music like I would really appreciate some thoughts and feedback I'm willing to pay for your time and your art just let me know anyways hit me up on Instagram uh Richie R-I-C-C-I underscore Armani and follow me on TikTok too because I'm a slut for attention Have a great weekend. I hope to see you guys at the roast battle tomorrow. Bye.